I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Today, let's explore first appointment do's and don'ts. Now, first appointments are a rich opportunity to gain a potential client's trust and, of course, their business. But first appointments are also a wide-open field for giving yourself away and not being able to convert this appointment into the kind of job that you really want. So let's talk about that right from the beginning. First of all, having a paid first appointment is an important piece of this whole scenario. When you have a paid first appointment, you set up the fact that you are not free and that your advice is valuable. Okay. So on the, on the do side, you do want to have a paid first appointment. And I know sometimes that's scary to ask for if you've never done it before. But quite frankly, if this person is not willing to pay you to come over and see them, um, and give them advice and talk to them and that sort of thing, they're not a client. They're just looking for a freebie. Okay. So it works really well as a way of figuring out who you're talking to. Okay. But, but it, beyond that, having a paid appointment is, is really important in that it, it places you in the right place. It, it says that this hour and a half with you is going to be really valuable and that this is going to be really important and something really cool and really fun. Right. So you want to always present it that way. Now, are there conditions and cases where unpaid appointments are appropriate? Well, yes, there are, okay? But it's a different situation. It's actually something that looks more like a job interview, okay? And job interviews don't give away um, advice, and they don't talk about what we could do here, what we could do there. It's simply about being hired. Okay, so when you get a direct referral from your favorite architect or your favorite builder, or perhaps even from one of your really good clients and it's her best friend or her cousin or something like that, perhaps that's not the time to do a paid first appointment because you're, you're already in. You're really just going to go talk about what the job is and so that you can figure out what you're going to charge. Okay, so there's two different solutions there. Now, if you don't know which one fits this client best, then you could simply say when you're talking about, about booking this first appointment, you could say, I can do this two different ways. Um, I generally do a paid first appointment. It costs $300, $400, something like that. Um, and I will join with you for an hour and a half, uh, get your yellow pad out and make your notes because ask me anything, we'll share ideas, we'll develop concepts, I can give you some resources, whatever it is that you're looking for, I'm happy to share with you. Um, and the cost is $400, like that. Or if you're looking to hire me for a project that you have in mind and you need to go forward on that, 
I don't charge for that. And we'll talk about what your project is and what it would cost to have me do it. Okay. In that way, you've put it out there to let the client choose which way. Okay. So if you don't know, do that. <laughs> if you do know, then just call it out right from the beginning. Now, one of the most important things about doing this is letting people know what they get for spending, you know, $400 for an hour and a half with you. Okay. And I'll tell you something, the do not thing in this is programming. All right. This is not a programming appointment. This is not go over there and see what they want and look at their pictures and measure and photograph and that sort of thing. That has no value to them. That has value to you. That's programming. Okay. And that is how you start a design job, but that is not how you, you get a design job and actually get a contract signed. Okay. Now, when they taught you to do that in school, it's design process, not, not self job process. Okay. Two different things going on here. And you need to separate that in your mind because generally we get into a project and somebody is talking about what they want and what's going on and we get excited about it and off we go. Right. And we're, we're in it and we're thinking about this and that. Right. And we're not backing off and really looking at what's really going on there and what, what's happening. So when you're talking about your paid first appointment, you want to pick out the things that they want that they told you their project was about because you've already had this discovery call. Right. And you're, you're talking about that. You want to pick out the things that in that discovery call that you could actually solve in that first appointment. Okay. I mean, if they're looking at, you know, reworking a living room, I mean, you could literally go in and figure out how to rearrange the living room and figure out what pieces to keep and what pieces to go and what needs to be reupholstered and what we need to buy. We need a new rug. We'll do the draperies and some pillows that pull it together and we can reupholster those two chairs. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Something like that. It, that is easily done in an hour and a half. And in the end of the hour and a half, you can make an offer to do those things that need to be done, the rug, the drapery, the upholstery, the, you know, find a couple of pieces, whatever that is. You could make the offer to do that. You, you truly could. And walk away with a check right then and there. Or if you've been through that with her and realized that by doing your little budget on the fly, that there's, you know, this is all Wayfair stuff and it's not, there's no room for you. That's fine too. You can send her off to Calico Corners or something like that and, you know, say there isn't room for me in this. And then you're done. You're not, you're not wasting your time writing letters of agreement for jobs that don't, aren't going to happen or aren't feasible. Okay. So this is a great way to, to get that going. So you want to be really clear when you're talking to somebody about what the deliverables are. Okay. That's a good word. Deliverables are in this first appointment. What does the client get that they're going to have value in? Right now, in my programs, we often do budget on the fly because people don't know what things cost. So a budget on the fly is a great thing they can have. All right. Or they could know, they'll know what their next best step is. I mean, if you're talking about something like a kitchen remodel, um, the things that you would go after in that appointment are maybe perhaps some basic budgeting stuff, right? Because they need to know where they're going. You can't do a whole kitchen on a budget on the fly, likely, because of the construction piece, but we can teach you how to do that in, an, in another way. But, but what needs to happen there is they need to know that this is feasible, that yes, you could move the range over there instead of over here, except we have to cut the floor, and that's a big ka-ching, 
ka-ching. <laughs> and you, you know, could talk about that stuff. Say, yes, we can take that wall out. We could put a giant glue lamb in there, right? We could do anything you want, depending on, you know, how much you want to spend on it. It's that kind of a conversation that you could have with somebody to get them started in their remodel so they would know what their next best step is. Okay. That is a deliverable in itself. Okay. So think about that. Think about what it is you can do in an hour and a half for somebody being paid, being fully paid for your time. What can you do in an hour and a half that would give them great value? Okay. And have them wanting more of you. That's what we're talking about here. Okay. Now I've said a couple times an hour and a half. An hour and a half is a maximum that you ever want to do a first appointment, or really most any appointment. The reason why is people go brain dead, okay? They can't do this. We could go on all day and do this stuff for hours and hours and hours, right? And we do. They're good for about an hour and a half, okay? After that, you're going to lose them. And you don't want to give them so much that they get so full of you they don't want anymore. Because the idea is to get hired for the job if it's there. So don't, so don't give away so much that they don't want you anymore. Okay. The other thing to remember is there's no homework in a first appointment, no homework at all. Because if you do homework and say, Oh, well, I'll send you this or that, you lost the point at which you can offer to do the next piece of the job. You just said, Oh, I'll give you more. And then once you give you more, you're not in a position to ask for the job anymore. Okay. So it really works to your disadvantage. So there's a rule here. No homework. Never, ever, ever. No homework. If homework is needed, you need to hire me. Okay. So this is one shot off period. Right? <laughs> there's no extra to this. It's just one appointment. You give great value. You find out if this is your client or not and whether or not you're going to create a job out of this. All right. Another piece that you always must do is be paid prior to doing that appointment. You could do that with your online payment sequence if you've got that set up. In other words, you could agree to the job, you could agree to the time, that sort of thing, and then send the invoice through for payment. Uh, people do this all the time on the internet, okay? You don't have to do the work first to be paid for it, okay? Now, if you don't have your computer set up with with um, credit card payments yet, then say um, that the service will need to be paid for when I arrive. And when you get there, you walk in the door with the invoice in your hand, right? And you get that check immediately, okay? Do not, do not do a first appointment and then send a bill later. It is likely that you will never be paid, okay? You have no agreement with them, nothing. I mean, that, and once they have what they wanted, they're not as anxious to pay you, unfortunately, okay? So don't, don't do that, right? Be, be a little pushy about money right from the beginning. Um, it's the same thing that happens if you, if you invite the plumber over to fix the link under the sink, the, you know, the, the, it's going to, he's going to walk in the door with an invoice and like you to pay for it, write the check right then and there, and then he looks under the sink right, to examine what's going on. It's the same situation. People are not um, surprised by it, okay? It's the way it should be, okay? Now, you need to charge more than one hour of time, okay, or an hour and a half of time, okay? This is a one-off situation where it's interrupting your schedule. You have drive time involved in it. You don't know who they are. 
you may not, it may not go anywhere, <laughs> you know, all those reasons. So initial appointments are not one hour of time. They're at least $299, $399, $499. Depends on the market you're in and who your ideal client is. And if you're doing high end jobs and you have a minimum, you know, a minimum design fee of $10,000, then, then probably a $500 first appointment is perfectly in line. And it might even be higher than that. Okay. So there's a relationship between where you are with your ideal client and your ideal jobs of where this number should hit, but it'll never be one hour of time because it isn't. Okay. So remember that. And, and remember that this is a essentially a package. Okay. We know that, that, um, the internet marketers have talked to you about packages and, and put things like day of design on your website, that sort of thing, which doesn't seem to work very well. But this, this indeed is a package. This is the first appointment package, and you need to present it as that. Is this is what you get? This is what it costs. These are the benefits from it. It's going to be really fun and cool. Let's book our time. Okay. Now, don't book your time tomorrow. Okay. You're busier than that. Even if you're not busier than that, you're busier than that. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, you just throw out there, um, you know, I could do this next Thursday at four or next Friday at two, you know, something like that. Give them a couple choices and that person will choose or say, you know what? I can't make those. Could you do something else? Right. There's no reason in the world if somebody calls you for a new job and wants you to come over that you run out the next day. Okay. Don't be that available. Okay. It doesn't work in your favor to do that. Now, remember to give great value. We talked about talking about the value of what you're going to do when you're selling the job. This is once you're there, you're in the house or in the business or whatever it is you're doing, then this is the point where you need to give great value. This is where you can talk freely about ideas, exchange ideas, make suggestions they've never thought of before. Let them know what things are, are really pricey and what things are not. Okay. Let them know, you know, what some possibilities that they hadn't thought of before. Blow them away. Show off. This is your opportunity to show off your stuff. So do it, right? Go after it. You're being paid. You're being paid nicely for it. So let it out, right? Do not do programming. I know so many times um, I've taught designers how to do this and they'll get into this first appointment and then they go on autopilot and start doing programming and measuring and photographing and that sort of thing. You haven't been hired. You haven't been hired. Don't do that. Okay. The only thing that you have to do there is give that client value, right? And calculate within your mind whether or not you think this is a good client for you or not. Is this a job? Is this going to be a job you want to take on or is it not? Okay. That's your only piece there. All right. So, you know, I know. <laughs> I know it's hard not to program and go, oh, I could just do that and then I wouldn't have to come back. Don't do it. You're not hired yet. Okay. Don't cross that line. You need to stay on the law, on the side of you need to hire me if you want me to do this. It's very, very important that you remember that. Okay. Now, one of the things that I would like to see you do on that first appointment is be able to talk about budget. What are, what is the budget for this project they want to do? When you ask somebody, um, what's your budget? Um, they generally say, I don't know, right? And they start backing up and they 
back off to you and you can't talk about money anymore because I truly believe they hear in their mind, she's asking me how much money I have. Okay. It's just this weird thing that happens. Okay. So you know that asking somebody what their budget will probably not get you a good answer. Or if you get one at all, it'll be a ridiculous number and that's not really helpful at all. So it would be much wiser to drop into a budget on the fly where you start talking about what this project is and what elements in the project cost. People um, are happy to talk about what stuff costs. They don't want to talk about their personal wealth or what they have to spend on this, but they will talk about what they think a sofa should cost or a cocktail table or a rug or something like that. So that's where the conversation needs to go. Budget on the fly is something we teach in our program. Um, and we do, I'll put it out now and then for you to, to, um, <laughs> to learn as well. So it's a really good technique for getting to a budget. And then once you get to the budget, it's easy to call out a fee based on a percentage of that budget. So that's an easy, that's an easy piece there. And a budget on the fly, um, gives something really valuable to a client because they really don't know in most cases what it's going to cost. And when you go through this system where you're asking them what they're comfortable with paying for all these things. Then, then when you get that all, when you've listed all the things and talked about all the things and identified their comfort level pricing, you can add it all up and you've got a budget. That is a great benefit. It is a great, great value to the client, to value to you too. Because if you're getting, if you're getting 1299 sofas, you know, this is not a job for you. There's no room for you. And you can very gracefully at the end of it, get in the budget and say, that's great. You know, I don't think this is room for me. It's going to be a great job. It should be absolutely beautiful, but there's really not room for me in it. You'll probably need to do your own purchasing on this. That's fine. And then you can walk away. Or if it's got enough budget in it for you to do it, then you can step into making the offer to do the job. You know what you have and the client knows what they're talking about. Okay. So that, that works really nicely in a first appointment. So remember that just because you're there and you're doing a budget on the fly and you're talking about all this stuff, it doesn't mean that you have to take them on as a client. This is your part to decide while you're talking to them if this is a fit, is this an ideal client or almost an ideal client, or is this somebody that you really, you know, the red flags are popping up because here's the reality. You don't have to take everybody that comes along, all right? You're going to be better off. You're going to move up market faster if you don't take everything that comes along because a lot of it's time wasters, right? So this gives you the opportunity and time to decide you know, is this, this a job for you or not? Okay, so you don't have to take just anyone. If it if it isn't your job, then decline it, just like I illustrated earlier, where you can say, you know, I don't think there's room for me in this. It's going to be a great job. It's beautiful. But I think that you probably have to do the purchasing and work on your own. That's fine. Okay, you gave them good value while you were there, got them a direction going. All of that happened, right? But you can say no. And saying no is very powerful. Right? <laughs> Save yourself for the right client so you have time to do it. When you, when you get the right one, you get the big one, the big fat job, you got to have room to do it. Right? So be careful in, in that piece in that if, if you want to make the offer for the job, make the offer. And if you don't, 
decline it. Do not be fuzzy or or neutral or just, you know, go nowhere. Just let it hang. That's not that's not okay. That's not okay to do to them and it's not good for you. Okay? So you make the call whether you want them, you don't want them. Right then and there. Okay? While you're talking to them. If you're going to go for making an offer, then do it. Right then and there. Okay? You can do that based on your budget on the fly and come up have a good number for a, a letter of agreement and ask for a a deposit right then and there. That's fine. Okay. So when you do that, you will either get an accept or a decline or let me think about it. Okay. Those are the only possible resolutions of this first appointment. Okay. Is that you've declined taking it on as a job or you've offered to do it in a job or you've offered to do it in a job and they want to think about it. Those are the only three things that can happen. Okay. And then you cannot leave without having a decision, either a yes decision, you got a no decision, or if it's, I want to think about it, then you set the next appointment time and date. Okay. You never, ever let it hang. This is your moment. This is the power moment. This is the time when this is going to happen. And waiting and letting it sit for a while and simmer will do nothing but lessen your chances of get this job. Okay, so it's very, very important that that offer be made right up front then and that you get a resolution out of it. Okay, and the resolution is no, yes, or I'm going to think about it and here's where we're going to meet and talk about it again. Okay, just like that. Do have a leave behind. Okay, you don't want to spend this hour with somebody trying to get this job and then leave them with nothing. Right. So your leave behind could be something as simple as a little three flow brochure that you could make. You know, you can get on Canva and do that and make something nice. Or you could go a little further, quite a bit further and create a package in a folder that had a welcome letter and a how we work letter and a process letter and perhaps even a sample letter of agreement so people know what that looks like. Okay. But something needs to be left behind so that they remember you. Something they put in the drawer. Something they show to somebody else. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I went to someone's house and they pulled something out of a drawer that must have been there for four years because it was so tattered and folded, but they kept it because it was connected to me. And that's how they remembered me. All right. So be memorable. Leave something behind. And be sure to capture their email for your list, okay? Everybody needs a list. Whether they're in or they're out or they're appropriate or inappropriate, doesn't matter. Get that email and make sure you get it on a list because you 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 need to nurture people. Somebody who isn't the client today who can't afford you may be your best client five years from now, all right? Because you put them on the list and eventually you got them into a newsletter where you were talking to them on a regular basis and that nurture will turn into clients later on. So that list is really important. Don't lose a lead, but capture every little piece of this and make it worthwhile. Um, if you'll do this, you're going to have some amazing successes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. 
As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. <laughs>